Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, you guys, to the Supercoach update. Following round 13, it was a great week. Just some housekeeping. We will be doing the buy, hold, risk it, sell video for fantasy tomorrow. Scoop, thankfully, got his dream job, he said, which is amazing. Uh, but he's now a little bit under the weather, and we thought we'd wait as well, till he gets a little bit better, but also once Origin is done, so we can have a little bit more of an idea around injuries and, and potential for backups you know, on Thursday morning, especially. And you know, we have all the way until you know, Friday night to, to make our trades you know, for that first game of round 14. So there you go, there in that one. So 1,126 last week, good for a 607 round 13 rank. We had a massive one in this week here. We went all the way, you know, we were about 1,250 few weeks ago, out to 2,600, then out to 3,900, back down to 1,200 now for the season rank, which is great news. Sitting with 21 trades, team value is almost at 15 million. So yeah, still very high on that one. And round 15 is going to be interesting. I have no Cowboys players and I'm going to have the pick of between probably like 21 players, you know, potentially to, to fit the spot, uh, to fit the squad. And we've seen what um, my reserve picks have been like the last few weeks. So, well, this week's been good. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, but round 12 was an interesting one with Buller in the reserves and not, sorry, in the on the bench and not in the reserves there. So, yeah, a massive week for me. And what that does mean, though, as we'll see in a sec, is that I do have a bunch of the Knights, you know, Eels, and also, you know, Garrick from, from Manly there to, to kind of cause me a few issues. But in the, the league I'm in, did end up with the highest score, which was good. And yeah, we'll have a look at my squad there and how we went. So we started by trading in Jermaine Asako, which was massive news there with the 100 to go along with Marshall King's 89. Couchman got over for a try, so I had him in my 14 available players. And also Ben Murdoch-Mastilla in that game, which you see now that he was the only one at 42 that wasn't counted. So that was... Pretty cool that every other player got over 42 and I wasn't stuck with you know, any low score from you know, round 13. But it was, thankfully, a week with very minimal injuries and, and suspensions, send-offs in bin. So, yeah, great scores across the board there in that one. And Couchman with a 56. Good on you, son. Uh, let's move to, to Dylan Brown then, 84. I decided in this one to vice-captain, well, I should have vice-captained Sarko, but I ended up vicing 
Hopgood there, which uh, you know before the Cody Walker game, uh, the, the you know the South game there, he was at sixty eight, and I was like, oh, I feel like Cody, you know, should be able to get somewhere around that mark. And then has the upside, obviously. So I won't take the 68. He did go up to 74, which if I did take it in the end, would have netted me six points. So not the biggest deal in the world. We had Tohu Harris at 62 for our trade in there. Wasn't his best game. So I'd expect him to, you know, if he continues to get 80 minutes to score, probably a little bit better than that. Did have a few missed tackles. You know, didn't didn't tackle at that 50 plus mark and, and had no attacking stats at all. No tackle breaks, no offloads there, which was fine. Cody Walker had three try assists, two try contributions and still got a 68. So... It was a little bit of a tough one. I was hoping that he could get them over the line and he picked up a try or, a, or an assist there. But I was actually semi-worried about this game. I, you know, I thought that you know, Canberra were a decent chance of winning it. And just with you know, South missing a few of their players, that Walker may have to kind of put them on his back, which in a way was good. You know, kind of, it, it kind of played out exactly as I thought, to be honest with you, in the end. Um, so a little bit worried, but the 68 was, you know, was fine as our trade-in as well. So the trade-ins last week, did work out really, really well. Happy with, obviously, Walker uh, with the 68s, happy enough. And then, you know, Asako with the 100 was huge as well. So good result for, for those two there. And then, you know, Horsbrow with the 99. So I was a bit annoyed when I traded in him over DeBellin that week when DeBellin went over for a try. But, you know, we got the try back in this one and, and DeBellin got the low one. So swings and roundabouts, eh? And then we went Joe Tarpany with the 82. So he's been named in the 13 again, and I'm very excited for that one. In this week, and he got that 82. So, you know, after the lowest score the week before, good to have him back in the winner's circle. And then, you know, finish off great, guys, with Alex Johnson with the 70. Greg Marzu with the 138. So, yeah, great this week. Him and Garrick going to be a little bit annoying holding them on the bench this week with, you know, obviously them both having their bye. Garrick with the 55. He snuck over the Burnoff Priscilla there of 42. So, that was my 14 for the week. And, yeah, a great score and put me, put me back in some good rankings. But now... Having, as I said, a lot of those players that have a buy in, in round 14 and then a couple of guys on the bench like David Moale, we've got you know, Couchman out this week. Not that we really want to play him anyway. Uh, you've got Medmo of Casilla on the bench. There, there becomes you know, a few issues for our side heading into you know, in, into this week there. And now we look at it and I've got Brandon Smith as well, who you know is a trade out obviously, but the options available to me uh, are fairly slim. Obviously, you know, Sonny Luke at the cheapest price along with Turpin. They're the two guys, but Turpin, like you're looking mainly at base stats and like, yes, he's going to play bigger minutes this week, but is it going to be enough for him to score more than like a 30 to 40 and just kind of be a plotter and you know, make a tiny bit of cash? And, and, you know, do you really want to play him in your side every week? No. Yeah, he's going to be a number in 16, but how much is it going to help you? So I think we might look to avoid Terps. In that one, Sonny Luke, you know, there's, again, talk of him playing some more minutes, but, you know, is that going to be a potential option for us? I'm not sure. And then you've got Jacob Little at 370-odd. So he, you look at his scores there, and again, minutes haven't been there in a lot of them. So a lot of those really low scores, you see that he played sort of that 30 to 40 minutes. Then there's games there where he got, you know, 34 points in, you know, the 50-odd minutes the week previous to last before he got that 110. So that's definitely something you you, can, you need to look at as well. And, you know, is he going to be playing close to that full 80? I don't think so. Is he going to be around that 60 mark, 55, 60? Yes, like unless he continues to come out and, and hit line breaks and tries. But, you know, their next couple of weeks are really hard as well. They actually play, you know, Panthers this week, but, you know, obviously with a few guys backing up. But then they, they have the Sharks, I believe, in the following week. So, yeah, it makes it pretty tough to, to select a couple of these guys, you know, especially the Dragons, you know, 
outside backs and and especially you know him there who's, who's more of an attacking player and you want the attacking stats from him it's gonna be very hard to select him with you know a couple of really tough matchups ahead of him so Smith I'm finding really difficult to downgrade which is kind of what I want because I do want to upgrade in other spots so I can get a good 17 on the park this week uh, so if you go up you've obviously got you know Damien Cook is potentially the best option there I would say um, not really too many other guys that you'd be looking at this week because I already have Jeremy Marshall King, who's been you know the best so far. He, he obviously outdid uh, Cookie even without a try. You know, Cookie had his try for 72, and uh, that worked out well. So that's where we're at in the hooking position. It's really really tough, guys. And I don't think yeah you know, I think you need to yeah you know, even if I'm looking at Smithy now, maybe I can just hold this week and and not trade. I'm currently sitting with 17 players, but. The issue here is obviously, you know, Welchy, an okay one, averaging 50. You know, can't complain too much there. We've got, you know, Horsburn also taps, which is great. Jeremy Marshall King's up there as well. Not worried about any of them. I did hold on to Wilton and Preston in the end. I did trade out for Feeder to be able to get, you know, Asako and, and, and Cody Walker and those guys. They're trading out Isaiah Katoa, which worked out well last week because he would have been a trade out anyway. Um, so Wilton and Preston were held instead of Fafita. And if Fafita plays big minutes, I doubt, you know, for Origin, I doubt he comes out and he was named, obviously, but I doubt he comes out and absolutely smashes it for the Titans. And I, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. I'm going to be crossing my fingers and toes on that one, that's for sure. Uh, and then we're looking at Seattle Harris as well. So those three guys are going to be available to play. What I don't want to do is play Ben Murdoch Masilla. So there's one guy already that in my 17 that I don't want to play. Hopgood's going to stay there on the bench. He did a great job last week. Hines and Cleary, we obviously want both of them to back up, but at least one, and hopefully that is Hines, because he'll likely be my captain this week, or you know at least my vice, and uh, we'll make our decisions from there. Could potentially be one of those you know center wings that we that we throw that on, and yeah, we need one of them to back up. Yeah, you know, seventeen at the moment. If one of them doesn't play, that's sixteen. If yeah, I don't want to play Metal Casilla, that's fifteen currently that I'm that I'm where I'm at in trying to get a good squad on the park. Dylan Brown there on the pine as well. To go along with our center wings with Garrick and Marzu, who had you know who played well last week, but they're going to sit on the pine as well. We then have yeah, a pretty good center wing. We got Asako Malatalo, who are held, and uh, Billy Smith as well with Alex Johnson. So all four of those guys I'm completely fine with. Billy Smith a little bit contentious, but yeah, they have a, a solid matchup this week, and uh, I think the against the Dogs, so they should be. I think that yeah should be a solid one for them, and and he should be able to. You know, bounce back and score much better than he did the week before last in round 12. And then Alamotti is the only one on the reserves that I'm like, I don't really want to play him. But again, he's due some attack. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Stats, so he's plotting around that 35 30 to 40 odd at the moment for his 40 average. But you know, we saw a couple of games at the start of the year when when he was able to you know get in some open pasture and and sort of you know put on some tries for Adokar and he got one himself. That's all he's got this year, so definitely due for an Alamotti try. Not sure if we do want to play him again, so that puts us down another guy that we're not super keen on. 
And then in the fullback position, we've got Buller and also Gutho. So, you know, some general trade thoughts for me heading into this week are around, you know, the, the couch from Murdoch Masilla scenario. Someone who's interesting and I think could score a lot better than you obviously bring in like a, a Turpin or something like that. And that is Jaden Ockenbaugh. Very, very weird selection, obviously, but he has scored two tries and playing through the middle the last two weeks. That's been you know, a, a way that he's been able to get on the park four minutes and obviously get his tackles in there. And, you know, he's a big body and has some attacking stats and, you know, some, some tackle breaks and offloads, along with obviously some tries in his game. And he's been given the opportunity to play on that right edge. So there's a good chance that I may be owning Preston and also Ockenbaugh. He's a little bit more expensive than Couch. So I could do that in one trade and that would get me to 17 players removing Murdoch Masilla as an option. So I could just do the one trade there. Other option is to go for, you know, Jacob Little. From, from Brandon Smith, that's me, no, that gets me almost 70K there, so almost almost 90K in the salary remaining. I could then go up from Couchman to Ockenbaugh, and yeah, really the issue here is I would be looking at potentially Alamotti to like Karaz, you know, he's obviously a solid option this week as that real cheap guy. There's other guys that are very expensive in that center wing with, with Meany, and obviously in the fullbacks with Dylan Edwards, but you know, do you want to be paying over 800k for Dill Edwards? Do you want to be playing close to 700k for Nick Meany? That's uh, yeah, that's really tough to to play that one out. Really, if you in your center wings, you should have a, a majority of these type of guys. Like if you don't own Amazu, then you've got someone to cover this week. You know whether it's Malatalo, whether it's you know whether it is a Meany, whether it's someone else like that. You shouldn't like most likely you don't have like a lot. Most people have Garrick, but most people don't have. Mazu, so yeah, you should be able to get like I've got five, I've got those two, and I still have five available. So I don't think center wings are going to be the issue this week. You know, potentially your halfback could be an issue if you held, um, you know, if you've got Isaiah Katoa up there and you know Cleary, and then Cleary there's some some type of issue and he doesn't back up, then you definitely need to do something with with Katoa. I think just to make sure you're getting a solid 17 on the park. If you have Hines and Cleary, then you just hope they both get on get through unscathed, and at least one of them plays. Um, you yeah, know, 5'8 is a position where a lot of people went the Walker Brown way there. In the in the 2RF there, there's a bunch of options, obviously. You know, the couple of guys that I own here, Wilton Preston, you've got Nikora, who's that little bit more expensive that, you know, will do a great job for you. And then you can go to a couple of the Tigers guys, Isaiah Papali'i and Johnny Bettman. There are two guys that sort of that, you know, a little bit under that gun price right now. Papali'i's had a fairly low year at the moment, very low on attacking stats. Bateman has had a few, which is why you'll see last week had that better score, well, last time they played anyway. And he could be one of those guys that has the lower break-even that you could select this week. Isaiah Papali'i has the higher break-even, close to, you know, in the 90s there. So he has he's someone that you could wait on, but he's also someone that could come out and Jagger try this week and start back on his you know, incredible form of last season. He's averaging very well this year, but the last two years he went 79 and 78 as an average. So they're definitely you know, a couple of players you could select there. And hopefully by this point, you've got a few sort of dual uh, front row forward to RF. So we've got you know, Tarpany, we've got Horsburgh as options there. You've got Tohu Harris has that dual. And then you know, Ben Rogacillo is the dual if you need to use that as well. So a bunch of those guys have that. And uh, that's going to be very, very helpful. In the front row forward position, I don't see a lot of options. Obviously, you know, guys like Samuela Fainu, who's not playing this week, he could be someone, you know, you could use as like a cash down, but I, I would suggest against doing that in a week where, you know, he ha- he hasn't been named and there's every chance that another week goes by and a few of the injured guys kind of come back to health and, and they could steal that spot back. But he did look very good. So keep him 
on your radars next week. Please avoid Valence Tafade as, a, as an option in your center wing, guys. Uh, it's the last thing you, you want to do is, is bring one of those guys in. For the young fella from the Titans, I think you need to avoid with Jaden Campbell going to six this week. Yeah, he might play a couple of weeks, but again, don't look at any of those cheap guys that we don't know a lot about until sort of their third game when yeah, it's potential for some for some cash rises there in that one. So yeah, my squad at the moment, I think yeah, I've kind of listened to a few uh, of the other podcasts and, and I really suggest you, you get onto those because it, it gives you a little bit of insight into some other players. Have a look at some other teams as well and see where they're, they're at coming up, you know, coming out of round 13 and and did they go all in on you know, the Pongers and, and these types of guys that have a buy in 14? And then they're struggling to potentially field a 17 here. You've got you know, Jared Croker's going to be rested, so that kind of hurts a lot of teams as well. I think you could probably sell him because he'll miss this week. You just get to watch his beautiful 300th game next week, and then he has a buy in 16. So he's been very serviceable. He's made plenty of cash and done a great job. And then there's obviously some worries around you know, Tyron Peachy losing his spot potentially to, to Isaac Tungo as well. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind there and shows why it's a little bit difficult. And if you have sort of two or three nuffs that aren't playing, obviously, you know, Davi Mwale, a few people have like the, the Jack Howarth and, you know, those type of players there. If you have a Wurmer Greg right now, he's a, he's a cheap guy that's obviously out this week. If you've got the couch from Metal Basilla situation, most people are in some type of boat where they have sort of two to four guys that you you they're either not playing at all or you just don't want to play in your 17. Like, you know, Sonny Luke, you're not really excited about playing in your 17. Um, you can always call him enough at this point, unless you know, he happens to get those bigger minutes that they're talking about with Kenny playing more middle through this origin period there. So yeah, it's it's very, very difficult, I think, to get a really strong 17 this week. So I'm looking to, you know, a few weeks ago, I went really, really well. Everything kind of worked out well. And then the two weeks after that started going backwards for me. So in this scenario, I don't want to go really well in 13. And then 14 really causes me to, to push back again and go back towards that 2,000 rank. We need a second one to go. And then round 15, I have no Cowboys players. So I want to be able to go really well in 15 and then kind of be set up for 16 as well. Sitting there with two boosts, that's the question this week. Is so like, Do I boost to try and get a really good round 14 team? But the question is, who do you trade out? And a lot of those guys like the, the Marzus, the Garricks, um, you know, all the Eels players with Gutho especially, um, it's kind of the one who's like, oh, you know, he's, he's uh, fairly tra- fairly well traded out. He's in the top 10 of trade outs. So they're the kind of players that you go, oh, do I actually want to trade them out or do I need to look forward a little bit to round 15, obviously, where you're going to want most of those guys. And obviously 16, they're all going to play. So, you know, it's sacrificing a tiny bit in round 14, I think, and then getting them, you know, getting the, that really good score in 16. Now, if I have like 15, 14 or 15 really good players for 16, um, yeah, 14, I think is going to be best again to do that. And all of those guys that did really well in 13, I think they can have a good crack again in 16. You know, for those guys that, um, yeah, all the Knights, Manly, and and also the, the Eels, they all obviously play in 16 as well. They're um, you know, going to get their opportunity to do that again. And I think that's going to be very, very important. So round 14 for me, I think is going to be just fixing up the edges a little bit. You know, I mean, in you know, when I was speaking about speaking about before, so I didn't want to play Bemrock Vasilla. I don't want to be, you know, don't really want to be playing Alamotti, but he's someone that you know you could base forty, and then has an opportunity, obviously, to to come out and and get a try or a try assist, so he can sneak up to like a 55, 60. And you know, if I can get a fifty plus out of him, I'd be absolutely stoked. So there's that. You know, he might have to stay. You know, do I trade Brandon Smith this week? You know, for someone like Little, who has the upside, but could also get you like a 30-odd. So there's a few things to think about, obviously, with the potential, um, you know, for Hines and Cleary to not back up. So good good news is for our Supercoach team that we can wait until we find out a little bit more, obviously, Thursday or Friday. I think we'll know probably by, 
I think Friday, um, if those guys are in any doubt to play or if they're a high chance. And really, with you know the question marks I have around my team and and the trades I'm going to make this week, I, I would my goal would be to make two. I think Ockenbaugh is definitely a potential a potential guy to come in because I think he can score fairly well this week with some good base and and potentially you know the odd attacking stat there on that edge and in big minutes I think yeah, that could be the cool one with Corey Waddell moving to 13 so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that whole scenario to be honest with you that's kind of the the main worry about Ockenbaugh is how long you know how I think the good thing is he's earned his spot playing plenty of middle and then you know you know, middle for the last couple of weeks, and then he's like, okay, you can get to start now, and on the on an edge because he's you know he's obviously uh, an ex winger um, now turned into a middle and an edge, so he's got he's got the ability to to step and and you know, the agility to to play on an edge, um, and defensively he seemed to be okay. He's missing a couple of tackles, but um, yeah, he's going to grow into that role, and I think they might just push towards him being that other edge, which is crazy because Preston wasn't even the starting edge for him, uh, and now he's a, the starting left edge, and then they've got. Um, they've got now Ockenbor on the other side. They've Waddell for a long time, and obviously the the dogs had so many injuries here uh, as well. So I think we just wait a little bit, guys. It is obviously Wednesday morning here, and I think we can take a little bit of time to to enjoy Origin tonight, and then find out the fallout. Thankfully for me, I only have that couple of players in Hines and Cleary that are playing Origin. I decided to move on from Fafita, so it was either Fafita or Hines last week, and yeah, glad I went for Fafita because it allowed me to get to you know Osako and also. Cody Walker, who I'm hoping that Walker plays a massive one this week after they've they lost, I believe, two in a row. So.